you don't have a connection card in your program, right in the back, you can grab a connection card. Please fill it out. Give us as much information about yourself as you would like. Uh, any prayer requests, uh, interested in uh, joining and being a part of us here at Center Point Church Canal, and any of those things, please uh, fill that out on that connection card. If you're looking for prayer, uh, wanting to get involved in a ministry here, um, drop that off in the offering basket as it goes by, or you can drop that connection card at the back table as well. Um, we are, we'll be doing a series for the next couple of months entitled, I Need a Word. In each uh, so many weeks, we deal with a word, and we kind of unpack that word. Um, this word that we've been dealing with the last couple of days, or last couple of weeks, has been giving. Uh, we've talked about giving your uh, time. We've talked about giving your treasure. And now we're going to be talking about today to conclude this part of the series, giving of your talents. Uh, I'm going to ask if you have your Bibles that you would turn to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. Um, as you're trying to get to Ephesians, the second chapter, scrolling through uh, your phone, your app, I'm going to pray for us real quick. Um, dear God, it's by your grace and it's by your mercy, it's by your love and your tender kindness that you, Father, um, desire uh, great things for us, that you, Lord, desire us to be the men and women you so purpose and have placed in us purpose to do. And so, God, would you open up our hearts, would you open up our ears, would you allow us to push past uh, whatever distractions there may be, that we would focus in and home in on your word and your truth. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Uh, the book of Ephesians, the second chapter, whether you have a Bible with you or Apple with you or not, would you please stand and we're going to read God's word and I honor that. Uh, Ephesians 2, uh, verses 8 through 10. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Amen. You guys can be seated. In order to understand this talent thing that we're going to talk about, giving this talent, we first have to ask the question, um, that many of us have been asking and, and has been asked for throughout the history of time. What is our purpose? A man has sought to figure out what his purpose is in multiple different areas and arenas of life. What is our purpose? What are we here for? What are we called to do? What are we supposed to do? Um, the purpose of you and I as a believer is that we would give to the world, we would give to the community, that we'd give to our brothers and our sisters Christ that we would draw through God's power and his grace and his calling people back to a relationship with God, to draw people in a relationship with God, not just back to whether they have never been connected uh, with him through salvation or they were uh, connected with him in salvation, but if somehow in life's courses have kind of slipped away from being in that relationship with him, it's our job to bring people back to Christ, to bring people into relationship with him, and not only bring them to him, but to actually walk out a life that is full of energy and life and excitement and joy. And so what God does is that he gives us this thing. He gives us this gift that Ephesians 2 talks about. It's this gift of salvation. And in his salvation, there are these great things that he's placed in us to do amazing things in the lives of people and others. The way this works is that he gives us something, this gift of salvation, and he places in us with this gift of salvation excitement and joy and passion to do great things and to share the great gift that he's given us. And he does that by placing in us a passion and a desire along with the abilities that he's placed in us to change the lives of others. 
The question is, with a lot of us, is what is our purpose? And our purpose is to understand, as Ephesians 2, 8 through 10 says, that God has made us his masterpiece, that he has made us in a certain kind of way for a certain season and time in life long ago to do amazing and wonderful things in the lives of others. In order for you and I to reach our purpose and our full potential, we have to understand that there's a, there's a give and a take. God gives us something. He gives us salvation, and that his desire is that through us we would be able to give to others, that others would also take in this joy and this excitement of salvation. And I want to share with you for the next few moments these three points on what it looks like to give the treasure, to give the talent that God has placed in you, what this talent is and what it looks like. Here's my first point I want to share with you. It's found in Matthew 5, 14 through 16. It reads, uh, this, is what, this is the point I want to share with you. It says, God has given us a responsibility to shine for him. I'll say it again. God has given us a responsibility of shining for him. Matthew 14, excuse me, 5, 14. You are the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Verse 16, it says, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see. Verse 16, In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see, so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. He says that God has placed in us um, these amazing talents, these amazing abilities, that when we do these works with our talents and our abilities and our giftings, it's not to praise ourselves. It's not to people see how great and awesome we are, but it's for people to recognize that the God that we serve is getting glory because we're doing it from the aspect that we want to serve God, that we want people to experience this God. We want people to experience this salvation. The work that we do when we do the work that we do is not to glorify ourselves. It's to glorify the Father. It's that God would be honored by the work that we do. It says that one of the reasons why you and I struggle so much with trying to figure out our potential and trying to figure out our purpose is because we're trying to glorify ourselves, and that's not what this life is about. We're trying to glorify ourselves through uh, having enough money in our bank account or real fancy clothes or, you know, how many women or how many guys we have. We're trying to get all of this status, all of these things. We're trying to build us up in a way that we can feel honored and gloried, and God is not concerned about that. And it's the reason why you and I struggle so much with this whole thing of being a spiritual person that's walking in with Christ and growing with Christ because we're trying to literally hide something that was never meant to be hidden. Y'all with me? So the Scripture says that, that we're like a city on a hill that can't be hidden. Our purpose is to shine and show God in everything that we do. It's our, it's our job, our duty, our responsibility to show off this great talent that God has placed in us. But every time we try to put ourselves in front of God, we're trying to hide the purpose of what God has intended us to be and to do. Every time we try to fulfill ourselves or meet up to someone else's standards, we're trying to hide what God has called us to do. And the problem is that we never feel fulfilled because we know we're meant to shine bright, but our purpose, our passion, society, works, these goals of life, try to hide it. And it is an eternal frustration. Okay, let me slow down. Um, do you remember 
in school, like elementary school. Some of y'all got to go way back. Do you remember in elementary school when you would be the, the I don't know, when you were talking about me. And so you, and so you, were, like, you were like the line leader for the day. You remember being the line leader for the day? And then that jerk of a kid would come and stand in front of you. Do you remember how frustrating it was when somebody stood in front of you? When you're the line leader, you waited all week for your color or your ticket or your number. You waited all month for your name, and they finally gave it to you. And this week, you're the line leader. Today, you're the line leader. And somebody comes and stands in front of you, and it's frustrating because you have a purpose to lead the line, and some somebody comes and stands in front of you and is stopping you from reaching your purpose. That's what it's like that you are a city on the hill that shines bright, and, and every time with your own passion, your own desires, your own want, your own TV, your own concepts of what looks great, you hide it. It's an internal struggle. That's why we don't feel fulfilled. We come to church, sing on the praise team, throw down some chairs, whatever we do, but sometimes we're not letting that talent that God has given us shine and show forth. And so it's always this internal struggle. I should be doing more, but there's something in the way. And a lot of times it's not your wife that's in the way. Hello. It's you. Because how we process life is the issue. How we maneuver through days of struggle and, and hardship, what we want to be praised for is different from what God's purpose for you to be praised for. It's to see God operate and be glorified through you. That when people say, you did phenomenal, you say, it's not me, it's the Father. And the Father has great purpose for you. Let me introduce you to the Father. He says, listen, in order to give your talents you got to understand that, first of all, you were created to do great and amazing works, good deeds, amazing things that people would see who God is through what you do. And what you do is to glorify God. And if you're holding on to your talents or if you're keeping those talents in your back pocket, if you're letting everything else shine before your talents, you're missing out on what God created you to do. The second thing I want to share with you is found in Exodus 31, 5 through 3. Point number two, God has given us a specific talent. Watch this. I have filled him with the spirit of God, giving him great wisdom, ability, and expertise in all kinds of crafts. He is a master craftsman, expert in working with gold, silver, and bronze. He is skilled in engraving and mounting gemstones and in carving wood. He is a master at every craft. What's happening? You're like, what the heck is that? What happens is that in the book of uh, Exodus, there's this point where they're getting ready to build all these amazing things for God. Um, they're getting ready to build um, the Ark of the Covenant, which is going to carry God's tab uh, ten, his commandments are going to be in there. Um, they're getting instructions on how to build uh, the meeting tabernacle. And this is where they're going to be like they're kind of their mobile temple. And they're getting instructions on how to build that. In, the passage, in this passage of Exodus, there are all these different things from ehads, these particular breastplates they have to build for the priests. There's, there's things they have to build, and God gives them specific instructions and details and measurements and what uh, materials they're supposed to use to build these things. In one of these passages of Scripture, it says that God's Spirit is placed upon individuals that they are specifically skilled to do certain talents, to do certain things to glorify God. 
It says that God literally goes to the woods crafter and he says, listen, I'm going to make you a master crafter. I'm going to, I'm going to, not only are you already talented in what you do, but I'm going to add my spirit to it that you would have supernatural ability to do the talented things that you are talented to do. So if you're great at math, I'm going to place my spirit on you and make you an even more amazing mathematical genius. If you're good at building things because you're doing it for the glory of me, I'm going to place my spirit on you that your talent is going to shine even more because my spirit is with you because you're doing it for the glory of me. And so God in Scripture in multiple places says that I'm going to take your talent and then place my spirit on top of your talent to increase your talent because your talent is supposed to be given back to what? Me for the purposes of bringing glory to God. And so God has given us great talents all in this room. And what God wants to do with your specific talent is take it in a way that God gets glory. And when you start taking your talent and putting it towards the things of God, he's going to increase his spirit that that talent would be even bigger and greater so that you can do bigger and greater things with it. And so when we ask ourselves in the church and in the community, what am I supposed to be doing? Some of us are already talented. We're just missing out on putting the talent in the right place, and God is going to put his right spirit on your right thing, and it's going to do the best things ever. But you got to be willing to come out of the mentality of hiding that I'm doing this for God's glory. You got to come out of the mentality that it's about me, self, and everything else, and you got to put all that aside that that light can shine and then you got to put you to work to do the things that God is desiring great things out of you to do. Bruh, I'm preaching. Man. And God says, I have this great talent in you. I have this great desire for you. And I've given you specific talents to do amazing things with. What are you doing with it? My own thing. You're a phenomenal singer. I'm going to sing my way. You're a phenomenal dancer. I'm going to dance my way. You're a phenomenal teacher. I ain't teaching on Sunday. You're a phenomenal person with numbers. Yeah, I ain't doing that church stuff. You're a phenomenal person when it comes to speaking. I am, but I ain't saying that in front of the people. God says, I've given you talent just by the fact of who you are, and you keep trying to hide it. Because you want to do it your way. And then you wake up every morning or every week, you feel like you're missing and lacking something. And it's because we're not taking the thing he gave us and applying it to the thing that needs to be applied to. So here's a realistic example of how this works. You ready? So, so light on the hill, and I'm all about making money. I got money. God is saying something, I'm about making money. God wants you to take those talents and apply it to this area of life, and you're saying, but I want people to recognize me this way. And we become frustrated with this fight, and so maybe I need to start taking trips so that I can feel more satisfied because I'm spending all this money. And now you got two distractions in front instead of one. You got two. I got money and trips, and I'm still not satisfied. And so money and trips turn to 
well, maybe I need to just enjoy partying a little bit more. And that turns into whatever else that is, drinking, smoking, spending money out of order. And now I got money and trips, and I'm, spend, and I'm still frustrated. I've put things, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, twenty things in front of what God's called me to do, only to try to feel better, never to fulfill the purpose I was made for. And God says, you can throw one, two, 25 things in front of here. I've still called you to do great things. I've made you full of talents. When are you going to stop putting stuff and excuses and things in front of me so that you can shine like I've called you to shine? Because the talent I've placed in you is not going to go away. The talent I've placed in you is there. Not only does God give us specific talents, but point number three, he has placed a specific spiritual gift or gifts in us. Watch this, 1 Peter 4, 10 through 11. God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts. Use them well to serve one another. Christ, all glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. Do you have the gift of speaking? Then speak as though God himself were speaking through you. Do you have the gift of helping others? Do it with all strength and energy that God supplies. Then everything you do will bring glory to God through Jesus Christ. All glory and power to him forever and ever. Amen. He says, listen, he says, not only have I, do I recognize your talent and will I place my spirit on your talent that you'll be able to do amazing, talented things. Uh, you'll build, you'll do math, uh, you'll sing, you'll read, you'll write. Um, you're, you're, you have all these amazing talents. You, there's something about you when you get in front of people and those eyes twinkle and you have a way of smiling and you have a way of making people feel warm and inviting. That's a talent. I don't know what it's called, but it's a talent. It's talented because I'm not necessarily one of those people, but some people got that talent. They just, they're musical and ha, good morning. And, they have, and I don't know what that is. I'm not that person. I mean, I smile and I fake it till I make it, but brother, that's not me. You know, I'm not awake. I'm up, at, I'm up at 6 in the morning. I'm not awake and alive till about midday, till noon. I'm just, leave me alone. Morning. Everyone has a device in the car. Thank you. Don't talk to me. Someone breathe. Stop breathing so loud. That's me. I'm an honorary little person in the morning time. But there's some people who just, they just have that thing. Because God's given you this talent. He says, not only do you have a talent, though, but he also says that I have placed in you a supernatural gift, a gift that allows you to operate in a way that brings glory to God that is only directed and driven by his Holy Spirit. And so he lists in passages of Scripture all these different kinds of gifts. And he says, listen, there are some of you that have the gift to preach or speak or talk in front of people. It says, some of you have a gift of helping. Just, you just have a way of walking up to people and saying, are you okay? And there's that one person, that they, they got their Oprah spirit. They can ask you, are you okay? And you just <laughs> start crying, and they talk to you, and they love you. Some of you have a gift of just being able to sit down and pray. Some, some people have these gifts that God has given you, and it's only by God's spirit that you have it, and it's your gift, and it's what you're supposed to be sit on the hill to do, and you won't do it. He's given you these talents, these supernatural gifts, and we sit on them. We sit on them. 
And you guys will look at me and say, it's easy to talk about your supernatural gifting. You get paid to use your gifting. Every Sunday you get paid. And I would say to you, a year and a half ago, at a church in D.C., 11 o'clock service, in Centerpoint, Annapolis, talked to Pastor Donnie. That's funny. Talked to Pastor Donnie, and he said to me, brother, our 930 service is hurting, and we're losing people. And I'm debating on even if I should, should rent out the 930 service because we're hurting. I would just, we're in a bad state. You know what I said to Donnie? I said, I'm finished the business I have to do in D.C. I don't have to be taking up any other time other than 11 o'clock to come speak and pastor. I'll come help out if you need help. What do you need me to do? He said, can you speak for a little bit so we get a little bit more secure over here? I said, brother, whatever you need. And at 8.30, 8 o'clock in the morning, I go up to Center Point, Annapolis, and I preach a message, and I share with people and talk with people. And I had the church administrator, she would look at me and look at her watch and say, <clears throat> you got to go. And I'd hop in my car and drove down to D.C. You know how much I got paid for it? Nothing. I didn't get a gift card. <laughs> I didn't get no sandwiches. Nothing. Why was it so important for me to go back to 930 Center Point? Because that is my church family. That is my home. That's where I met Jesus on a whole nother level. And if I can give back to a whole nother place, then I'm going to give everything I have to it. And I don't care about if it, if it gives me gas, I, I gives me gas money. I don't care about anything. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I just literally want to be able to serve. They didn't give me any extra money for, for, for nothing. It was just me wanting to go, me wanting to help. My body, that, my body of Christ that looked weak and looked depleted because I wanted them to go. And then I went to 11 o'clock service at my church, and I gave everything I had because I wanted us to grow. God says, I want you to take your talents and your gifts and don't worry about what anybody else thinks. I want you to apply it so that lives would be changed. People won't give you attitudes. People won't give you attitudes and give you drama. A whole bunch of other words I can't use because I shouldn't because I'm a pastor. But I thank them all the time. <laughs> They're going to give you all this foolishness. And I can say, I'm hiding my light. It's out. Or I can say, regardless of what you think or what you feel, I'm going to shine this light because I'm about changing the lives of people. And God has placed in each and every one of you talent and spiritual gifting. And if you're not willing to plug in that talent and spiritual gifting, you will never feel complete. And the mission that God has for us to do will never be completed. Let me say it again. God has given you an amazing talent and gift, and if you're not willing to share that talent and gift, you will not feel complete, and God's mission will not be completed because our mission is to shine like a city on the hill that is bright, that can never be hidden. And because you don't feel comfortable, because you do it every day, why should you do an extra day in church? 
because you had to smile last week, and this week's been a rough week, and you don't feel like working on the greeting team, or you don't feel like taking care of nobody's kids. You don't like your own kids. Why you want to take care of them? All that stuff. You have been made, and you are talented, and you are gifted, and God has called you to it. Here's your takeaway for today. Plug your God-given talents and gifts into serving others. Hold on, Ben. Hold on for a second. Plug your God-given talents and gifts into serving others. Take the talents and let God supernaturally infuse it that it grows in an incredible way. And let it explode to change the lives of others. Use the supernatural gifts that God has given you to make an impact on the lives of others. Today, um, we have a special guest all the way from South Africa, and I want to share with you uh, Donnie, who's going to talk to us about being used by God and available opportunities for us to be used by God, to share our talents and our gifts to change the lives of others. Would you please welcome Ben? I'm sorry, Donnie. Great. Thank you, Brian. Um, you guys know Yvonne, the other South African. I met him 16 years ago as freshman in, at university. And we both went on uh, outreaches to Mozambique. Um, we saw there uh, missionaries who went through the Mozambican war and had walked with Jesus in a way that we, didn't, uh, we hadn't seen before. And um, so you've what you know today, who's um, was always there to evangelize and, and preach and go on outreaches, that... Um, that experience changed him. There's something that changes when uh, you encounter the power of God. And I encourage you to ask Yvort about that. For him, it also happened through seeing uh, God work through healing. And now, five years later, in 2010, uh, I was in Costa Rica at a lady's house, uh, Giselle. Uh, she had been looking for God uh, for the God of the universe, for spirituality. And I was with a team of three other 20-somethings, and we had arrived in her house at exactly the right time. We were able to show her in the Word, and she was able to encounter Jesus uh, in the Word and meet the real God of the universe. The next day, she told us to take away all of the tarot cards and the Buddha symbols and the New Age uh, handbooks and everything. We can clean out her house now she knows the truth. And we got there on a, what you call a faith journey. Um, it is uh, Luke 10. And so as in Luke 10, uh, the four of us were given nine days, taking nothing with, uh, with us, and seeing what the Lord will do. And the Lord led us to Giselle in Costa Rica. Now, I can tell you, going for nine days without a plan stretches you in all types of ways. Right? It builds faith, it builds, uh, it builds character, and um, that was one of the countries we were in in a year with uh, expedition with an organization called Global Challenge. Um, in that year, we went to some 16 countries. Uh, in India, we stayed in uh, a tent, a two-man tent for a month on the grounds of the orphanage. Uh, we ate what the children ate. We prayed when the children prayed. Um, and that experience captured my heart. And, you know, I, I, I'm trained as an accountant. I 
was in corporate, and that changed the course of my life forever. So um, the reason I could do that was because uh, four years before that, in 2006, a lady called Anne Marie took a step of faith, used her inheritance money, and took the first group of young people on this global challenge. Um, and Mike, if you just do the first video. So 12 years later, some of those seekers and servants uh, ended up in a small town in South Africa called Jeffreys Bay and started a high school, a primary school, and there's now a community of 150 people seeking the Lord and, like Ryan said, using their gifts and talents in all the diverse ways that that is um, to build out the kingdom. And I want to show you just a little bit of what that looks like as well. I can cue the second video. So they just go to government schools where the government is not even giving um, any money for the teachers, so they do not really care about your education. The place I stay, there's a lot of tiny homes, shacks, which is tin house. It's a very difficult place to stay because it's not very accommodating for study purposes. And in winter, when other people are praying and trusting for rain, you're hoping that there won't be rain inside because anytime the whole house would collapse in. A friend of ours introduced us to GLA. Being at GLA was like being in a second home. The teachers there were not just only interested in my education, but they were also interested in my life. Coming from a poor family, it was very difficult to just leave like other students at school. So my teachers would come and encourage me. When I reached grade 12, we started discussing about studying further and I told them I desire to study accounting but unfortunately there wasn't any funds for it. My teachers and other people came together and they decided to help me out.
So in 2015, by the Lord's grace, there was funds and I was able to start studying. Now, which is now after three years, I got a job at Moore Stevens and I'm just trusting the Lord that I will continue my studies as well as work. One thing I always tell people is that when you educate a student, you are helping a community because by one child, you are helping their family and you're actually helping more than five people and with them, you're helping the next generation. It will be a blessing if there are different people like the people who came into my life and decided to just give out of their pockets so that their students would also get a qualification and one day would end up having a job. Um, this last year, the high school got its uh, results and achieved a 100% pass rate. It makes it one of four schools in the province to do so, and one of only 104 schools out of 6,800 in the country to achieve a 100% pass rate for five years in a row. Um, we have a waiting list because we're now the best school in the town um, uh, of kids who can pay tuition, but we want to help more kids like Daphne. We want to get that ratio up. And um, yeah, that's why, that's why we need your help. Um, so we have a community there that has a great vision. Uh, we want to send out more expeditions. We want to raise up more leaders, expose more young people to what the issues are um, so that they can go on and, and do and use their talents exactly as, as Brian said. And I always tell people, you know, um, if you can be involved in many places, that's good. But find one place that you can really buy into. You know, find one place that you know their names and they know your name and you can really make a long-term difference in that. Um, yeah, it, ma it makes a bigger impact and that's, that's really what people need. Because, like Brian said, you know, you're, you're more than the money you can give. You're a person with unique abilities. You can encourage, you can advocate, uh, you can help strategic planning, um, you can do all these things as well. And that's, that's really what, uh, what the world needs, is uh, for people in the kingdom to really uh, walk in partnership. And that's also in this life where you'll get the most uh, richness. There's a lot of substance that comes with uh, a life like that. And with that, I, I'll invite all of you to uh, come to Jeffrey's Bay and uh, be part of what we're doing there as well. And um, I just encourage you, you know, don't be, um, don't be like the seed that was thrown amongst the thorns, you know, to let things that seem uh, urgent and demand attention uh, cheat you out of an eternal inheritance and cheat you out of richness that comes in this life from really walking with others in the kingdom. It is the substance of a life with Christ. And, um, yeah. Thank you very much for your time. We wanted Donnie to come up just so you can hear um, the opportunity uh, to change lives. Um, you can change lives across the country. Uh, you can change lives across the uh, ocean. Uh, you can change lives right across the street. It's being available the gifts and the talents that God has given you. 
to change the lives of people, uh, not to change the lives so that you can be more convenient, <laughs> so your neighbors will shut up, <laughs> so that people's lives can be impacted in a way that they experience God, they're drawn back to him, that they have an opportunity to say it's because of so-and-so, X, Y, and Z. Uh, they're giving of prayers. They're giving of conversation. They're giving of finances. They're giving in just their personality changes the lives of me. And so we're grateful that I can tell you six, seven years ago, I went to a church called Centerpoint, and I was there, and it changed my life in a way that I gladly give up a few extra hours of sleep, some gas, <laughs> some opportunity to speak, some sweat, some energy to be able to come back and impact the lives of others. I gave up the talent I had and didn't look for anything in return. I would challenge each and every one of you to plug in your hearts. Let God use your talents and your gifts to change this church, to change this community, to change our country, to change our world. Don't be scared. Don't sit on the hill and hide yourself anymore. God has called you to do amazing and unbelievable things. Partnering with uh, Donnie over here is a great ministry to partner with. There are so many things. And we're going to uh, sow a financial blessing into the ministry that you're doing, Donnie, to continue to change the lives of people because we truly support. Oh, support. <laughs> Look away. <laughs> we truly support, and we love what you're doing, man. We love the lives that you're impacting. And we want to be a church that impacts the lives of people. So I want you guys to carry that with you, not just the faces that you saw in the video, but understand that there are countless people waiting on your gifts and your talents, and God has given them to you. Don't be afraid of rejection. Don't be afraid of hurt. Don't be afraid that it won't work again. Give everything you have in marriage and ministry and folks and use those gifts and those talents to impact people, to change the lives of people that they would know who God is that they would experience healing in their parts of their soul that they never thought they would because you're willing to give. We're going to ask our band to come up, and as they do, I want to pray for us just again. Um, God, we thank you for thank you for being a really good God to us. And we thank you for um, these times when we, when we are just fighting and wrestling some of us saying, I don't want to go on a faith walk, <laughs> and I don't want to leave my job or my training, and God says he may call you to that. He may call you to give in some kind of way, however it is. I want you to be willing and available to give of this talent, and let me be the Lord of your life and the Lord of your finances and the Lord of your marriage and the Lord of your children and the Lord of, of, of you as a person, that you would give your time, your treasure, your talents and would you let me use you to be great and do amazing things that you would experience the joy that I have when I give my salvation to you. That you would be the doorway that other people would experience life and hope again. And so as God speaks to us and as he works on us and, and he dwells in our hearts and our minds and as we want to fight and fuss, let us surrender to his voice. Surrender if it's more than serving in our church with coffee or serving and giving our time at the senior home. Whatever it is, let us surrender. Surrender our time from our devices to be the parents that God wants us to be with our children. To surrender our will in that argument that our marriage would, would grow and that be hindered. To be the treasure, to be the gift changes a life.
in Jesus' name.